Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Moses understood that his calling was sacred and he guarded it. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. If you've been listening for a while, we've been doing kind of a, a marathon, I guess you could say, on the leadership of Moses. And I've got a couple lessons left and you're going to enjoy them. I'm hoping by now that you're excited about Moses and and maybe even as you've listened to these podcasts, it's, it's given you insight even in reading the scriptures and meditating and, and digging things out. Uh, you know, the greatest thing that could happen through your listening would be that you just love the word of God more and it opens up to you and you see things and you grab things maybe that you would have just cruised on by. And uh, by drawing some of these things out, that you can really apply the word to your life. So let's do that. I want to go to Numbers 16, uh, the first four verses I'm going to read. And I would I would say this title here, uh, Moses understood that his calling was sacred. And I believe that everybody is called. Everybody has a place and a position on the wall in the body of Christ. Everybody has a voice to the world. We may have different different gifts, but we have the same Lord. We may have differences of administrations, but the same spirit. Uh, you do not have to be uh, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher to know that you're called, that you're commissioned, that there's a place and a people you should be connected to. Those are two good ways to discern your calling. What place I've been called to, where on the wall, and what people have I been called to. But here we see Moses guard his calling. And uh, by the way, that's something we see from the very beginning when he just said, Lord, you know, I don't know if I'm the most well-spoken person. You know, God convinced him that he was called. And from that point on, Moses continually expanded the sphere of his ministry. So, Let's go to Numbers 16, and we'll read the first four verses. Now Korah and the sons of Issar, the sons of Koath, the sons of Levi, with Dathan and Ibram, the sons of Eliab, uh, on the son of Pleah, the sons of Reuben, took action. And they rose up before Moses together with some of the sons of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation chosen in the assembly, men of renown. Okay, so men who had good reputation, men who had influence, uh, men of renown, men who were respected were still deceived. They were rising up against Moses' leadership. And they assembled together against Moses and Aaron. What's the highest compliment you can get when God or when the devil goes after a righteous person and they include you, okay? When you get accused with the leader, count it as a compliment when that leader is a righteous person. And said to them, you have gone far enough for all the congregation. Notice how they speak for, they did have 250 leaders, but you got a couple million people. So, you know, they're they're about the 1% range. So when everybody's saying something, everybody really isn't saying something. You know, when people would come to me from time to time, so everybody says it, I'd say, you know what? I haven't met, met Mr. Everybody. Bring Mr. Everybody in here and let me, let me talk to them. Because good leaders will draw criticism, okay? 
And uh, by the way, if a good leader draws good criticism, everybody should step up to the plate and offer it, okay? Because, you know, there are good criticisms as well. He said, you have gone far enough for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? They're saying, look, we're just as holy as you are. And you know what? They may be right, but there is a sacred nature to a calling. When you're called to lead something, there is a sacred individual anointing and spear of ministry that God puts on you. And they made the mistake of comparing themselves in their equality before God and not the mission of God. Let me say it again. They made the mistake of uh, of applying their equality with God, not their mission before God that God had given Moses. God didn't call committee. He didn't call the sons of Reuben. He didn't call the sons of Koath. He didn't call these 250 unnamed somebodies. He called Moses. And then he called Aaron to be alongside him. And so that's who the people are coming at. I want you to notice Moses' response because this is, at the end of the day, this is hypercritical. And I think the day we're leading in, we're going to need some men and women that got a Moses spirit on them. When Moses heard this, he fell on his face and he spoke to Korah and all his company saying, tomorrow morning, the Lord will show who is his. See, Moses made this about the who, not about the what. Moses did not engage them on their complaints because their their insinuation was that they were all equal and they all equally heard God. I've heard this. Well, we equally hear from God. I've just to say people, no, you don't, because that'd be like saying you equally heard from my family. When I'm the father of this family, God is not going to equally tell you or speak to you. When I'm the father of the ministry, when I'm the father of the house, when I'm the set shepherd, I'm sorry, God is not going to equally speak to you. See, that's confidence in your calling, and people need to understand that. Does God love you as much? Yeah. Does God care for you as much? Yeah. Does God want to use you? Yeah, but don't mistake that equality for the same calling of mission. And who is holy, and he will bring him near to himself. So if you want to talk about holy, who is separated, who is pure, listen, you know what Moses is saying? I'm not even going to defend myself. God is well able to manifest who he's put his hand on. And there are times when when you just got to stand back and say, Lord, do what you want to do. And you know why Moses fell on his face? Because he knew God was about to clear the decks. And he was like, oh man, these people are going to learn a lesson the really hard way because, you know, this is an area where you don't tread on. You know, early on in ministry, and I don't want to give too many details, but early on in ministry, there were some people that rose up against me. And I was a young man. And, you know, I was ignorant and I, you know, I, I, I didn't, there's a lot of things I didn't know. There's a lot of things I still don't know. But these people had their own agenda and their own motive. And the Lord just said to me in his grace, because this was above my learning curve, okay? He just said to me, my grace, I want you to stand back and I'm going to watch, you're going to watch what I'm going to do. And you know what God was telling me? 
And, and this lesson was buried in my spirit. God was just telling me, look, my calling on you is not somebody else's decision. My calling of you is my decision. And what they're doing right now is they're not messing with what you've done. They're messing with who called you. Wow. <laughs> and I stood back and I watched God deal with those people. And it was it was amazing. And I even got bold enough at one point to say, look, this is the dealing of God because you've really come against me and I've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing sinful. You're vying for my position and my authority and my anointing, which God hasn't called you or given you. Now, either when you do that, you're either out of your mind or you know you're called of God. Okay. I knew I was called of God and that, that was confirmed. And so, you know, when you're walking in that anointing, you know, if your pastor has delegated you to be a small group leader and somebody is disrupting that, then, you, then you're under that mantle. When, when your pastor has delegated you to lead a mission trip and there's something going awry that needs your leadership, then you need to know that you're just as called, you're operating under that mantle. And Moses said to them, and he spoke to Kor and his company saying, who is his? Who is holy? He will bring him near to himself, even the one whom he chose, and he will bring him near to himself. And of course, you know, the story goes, you know, he brings the censor out and, and uh, you know, he, he brings the tribes out and God shows them that Moses is his divinely appointed person. You know, there is a place in your calling where God wants to isolate you to himself, and God also wants to show you off to those who come against that calling. And he wants to show them that his hand is with you, not because of your accomplishments, not because of your resume, but that he, in his humor, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wide, so I got scripture for that, in his humor, has put his hand on somebody, okay? And, you know, when you read the life of David, I've been studying the life of David recently, and, you know, David's regard for Saul, he called what Saul did evil. He called Saul what did what Saul did evil to his face. David said to Saul, you know, when he was yelling across him from the rock, he said, listen, you know, why are you pursuing this evil against me when I've done nothing wrong? But David also knew that if Saul did what was evil, that God was going to catch up with him. That didn't mean that David was silent in the face of evil. He just knew that even though Saul had outdistanced his anointing. He had taken his leadership to a place where God never designed it to go. He was willing to call it out, but he knew that God was going to deal with it. Hey, there, there are so many deep lessons here, but here's what I want you to get. When God has called you and appointed you to something, don't defend yourself. Repent if you need to repent. If somebody has avowed criticism, you should be all ears. You should be tenderhearted. But when somebody is coming against you because they don't like you and they don't like what God has called, then just let the Lord deal with them. Moses continually treated his calling as sacred, and that's why he was able to endure for 40 years and see God's supernatural power. This is Keith Tusi. I believe in the calling. How about you? Put it in context. Live it out. Stand large and let God show himself alive. 
blessings. Today, Keith concluded his discussion on the leadership of Moses. Everyone is called. We have different gifts and different callings, but we have the same Lord. Good leaders will eventually draw criticism. When someone comes against you because they don't like what God has called you to, let the Lord deal with them. Treat your calling as sacred and you will endure. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrcasters.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.